Okay, we are in Parsha Shemini. We are taping now Monday. And to understand what's happening here in the previous week in Parsha Sav, we went in detail through all of the offerings that Aaron, Aaron and his sons offered as part of their inauguration preparation, the initiation Parsha. What we're actually discussing was what happened on the 23rd of Adar. And after going through the whole procedure and all the details, we were then told that they did the same thing every day for the next seven days, for seven days. So for seven days, starting with the 23rd of Adar, for seven days they went through all of this, where basically Moses, Moshe, he was the, so to speak, officiating priest, the coin, and Aaron and his sons, they were being initiated in the services for these seven days. And now, in this week's portion, it says Shemini, which means the eighth, because now we've reached the eighth day, which is the first day of the month of Nisan, and we had the last seven days of Adar from the 23rd. Now we have the first day of Nisan, or Chodesh Nisan, where now we have the official beginning of the service and induction of Aaron and his sons. This is today is the real day. Everything till now was practiced. Now it's happening for real. And now we have all of these offerings that are being offered for real, so to speak. Not that those offerings were fake, but this is now where Aaron and his sons are the, going through the initiation, so to speak, inaugurating the tabernacle and being the priest. So we're in the middle of the services that we began on Sunday. We are in chapter 9, we're up to verse 17. So here we say he, we're beginning with him, the he, of course, is Aaron because he is the one doing all these services. He brought near the mincha, the meal offering, and he filled his hand from it and caused it to go up in smoke on the altar, aside from the ola offering, the completely burnt offering of the morning. So filling his hand, this is the scooping of those three fingers. We say besides the ola offering of the morning, so meaning really everything we're talking about here was performed after the regular morning offering. Every day we have the beginning of all the offerings is this, what we call the carbon tamid, the perpetual offering that's offered daily, completely burnt to God. And in a sense, the last offering of the day, not always literally the last, is again this ola tamid, daily, completely burnt offering of the afternoon. He slaughtered the bull and the ram, the people sacrificed of the peace offering. The sons of Aaron presented the blood to him, being to Aaron, and he threw it on the altar all around. As for the fats from the bull and from the ram and the tail, and that which covers, and the kidneys and the diaphragm with the liver, the covers meaning the fat is covering the entrails. Though in other places, Rosh explains this to be the membrane that's covering the stomach. They placed the fats upon the breasts and caused the fats to go up and smoke on the altar. So this means that after they waved it, meaning the priest who waved the fats on the breast gave them to another priest to cause them to go up and smoke. So what happened was that they switched over. So what was on top had now become on the bottom as they got past in this fashion of switching it upside down, if you will, from hand to hand, if we can envision it was in one person's hand with the facts on top and then the breasts on the bottom, and as it got passed, it got flipped. So now the breasts are on top and the facts on the bottom. 
and lift up the breast and the right thigh as a wave towards before God as Moshe and Moses had commanded. Aaron raised his hands towards the people and blessed them. He descended and performed the sin offering and the Olo offering, which was completely burnt, and the peace offering, which is, so to speak, shared between God, the priest, and the one who's offering it. He blessed them. This is a priestly blessing, of course, that we know that the priest blessed. This is how he blessed them. And then he descended from on top, he descended from on top of the altar. So when Aaron blessed the people, he wasn't on top of the altar, he was on top of a platform. So therefore, it's sort of an ambiguous phrase, he descended from him to form these offerings, might have implied he descended from the platform after the blessing, which was for the culmination of the service. But then why would the verse bother stating that? That's obviously, obviously, Aaron, once he finished blessing the people, he wasn't going to stand there, he was going to go down. So that's why Rashi says that can't be what it means. It has to mean that Aaron descended from the top of the altar after bringing the offerings, preceding the blessing. So Aaron raised his hand toward the people and blessed them upon descending from performing these three offerings. Aaron raised his hand toward the people. I'm sorry, did that verse? Moses and Aaron came to the Ohomoe, the tent of meeting. And they went out and they blessed the people. Now remember, Aaron just blessed the people, so what's going on now? And the glory of God appeared to the entire people, which is the culmination of all of this. So now we have long Rashi's explaining this. So Rashi says, what does it mean? Moses and Aaron came to the tent of meeting. Well, what did they go there for? So Rashi says that Moses, and Rashi will give you two alternative understandings. Here's the first answer is that Moses went in with Aaron to teach him about the procedure of burning the incense. And then we said, well, maybe that's not why he went in. Maybe he went in for another reason. So how do we know that he went in to teach him about the incense? So Rashi says that we know that just as previously, when Aaron descended from the altar in the previous verse, and there was this blessing of the people, and now in this verse, we also see that Aaron and Moses came to the, to the tabernacle. We also see a blessing. So the descending in the previous verse and the coming in this verse, both are connected to blessing. So in the previous verse, the descending was related to the service in the, in the, in the tabernacle. Right? We said he descended following all of his services on the altar. And then he went and blessed them. So also here, this coming... It has to also be relating to this service in the temple. So what was the service? Teaching her about the incense. Or, that's all one understanding of what's going on. Another understanding is that Aaron did everything. He brought all the offerings. He did everything that Moses had taught him. But the point of it all was for the divine presence to come down. And that didn't happen. And he felt, you know what, it's like my fault. In other words, God is 
upset with me here. You're still upset with me because of my part in the, the sin with the golden calf. Because of me, the divine presence didn't come down. He said to Moshe, to Moses, he said, listen, I, what's going on? I did everything you told me to, and I, I, felt, I feel so bad because the divine presence didn't come. So at that point, so to speak, Rosh now filled in this whole storyline, Moshe, Moses entered with him and, and, and they prayed. And then the divine presence came down. Those are two different ways of understanding what were they doing there. Were they either going for Moshe to teach Aaron how to offer the incense, which textually works because of the blessing and the blessing. Otherwise, this other blessing is a little strange of why we have this other blessing. But, of course, we could question that because uh, why didn't he teach it to him before? Like he talked about everything else during the seven days of prep. Why is he teaching it now on the, the real thing? Or the second explanation of Aaron saying, you know, we need to do something. I need you to do something, Moses, because it, it didn't work. God didn't come down. And then the two prayed together and the Shekhinah comes down. The presence of God comes down, as we see in the verse. And then it says, after they went into the tent together, they went out and they blessed the people. The blessing here obviously wasn't the, the priestly blessing. We just have that. But uh, verses that we know from Psalms, May the pleasantness of God be upon us, meaning may the divine present rest in the work of our hands. Because that was, again, the point of all this. During all these seven days of inauguration, for seven days, Moses put up the tabernacle, officiated it, dismantled it. This happened every single day, every single day. And the divine presence didn't come down. And the Jews felt so bad. And they said, we went through all this trouble. We, we, we built this tabernacle that God should rest on us we should know we're completely atoned for our sin of, of the golden calf. And it didn't happen. It's interesting how the Jewish people and Aaron both sort of went in that same direction. And he's saying to them, no. No, it's going to happen. We see. I, for seven days, because we had the seven days, Moses was acting as a priest. We see Moses' enormous humility here because he says, listen, for seven days, I was a priest. God didn't come down. But now my brother is worthier and more important than I am because through his service, divine presence can rest among us. And you'll know that God chose him. So that's why this, of course, makes sense now what happened to explain in the previous Rashi, that Moses had promised the people that God will rest among them when Aaron did their service, which was sort of his understanding of why during the seven days when he was doing the service, God didn't rest among them. So here Aaron did the whole service and guess what? God still didn't come down. And that's why at that point, Moses and Aaron together prayed that, that God's acceptance of all of the work of the Jewish people, of Aaron, of Moses, should be manifest because the divine presence should truly rest among them. And that's why when it truly happened and the Jews saw that God's presence appeared they had such such joy.